Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Horizon Managed Services podcast, episode four, here with Rob Stoner, owner of Horizon Managed Services. And this one, we're going to be talking about current events in the tech space. So we're going to be talking about chat GPT. So if you guys are unfamiliar with what chat GPG is, it's basically based off of artificial intelligence. It's able to essentially you can give it some information and it generates answers to your questions. It does a really wide range of things. So um, Rob, I'm just interested to hear because I don't really know anything about it other than just the very high levels. But basically, what is it and what does it do? Sure. And if you've been paying attention to the news at all, hearing about these AIs that Google and other companies have been developing. And I think earlier this year, one of the a Google engineer claimed that the AI he had been working on was sentient and all this. So like AI being artificial intelligence and something that basically a computer that achieves a level of intelligence that's a, roughly equivalent to that of a, a human being, you or I. Chat GPT is an AI or a bot or whatever you want to call it that's quite advanced and it's focused on a chat program that you can ask it questions in natural language form. So like Mitchell asking me, what is chat GPT? You can literally type that in and it will give you an answer. It's kind of like Google in a lot of ways, but it's more nuanced in that you can give ask it more questions and you could say, what is chat GPT? Write me a three paragraph uh, response and do it in limerick form. And it will do that. And, and it will give you answers that are, and it will give you a very, what reads very confidently, what it drafts sounds very professional and very much as if it were a source of truth or a, a blanking on the term, a, a subject matter expert. ChatGPT, it's at a high level, an AI or an artificial intelligence that uses natural language that you can converse with it. You can leverage it to answer questions that you have in natural language form, as opposed to Google, which just goes and searches for articles that use keywords. The goal of ChatGPT is to understand the context of the question and answer what you are trying to find rather than just return results based on the words that you used in your search or in your question. Does that make sense? Sure, that makes sense. And, and I've seen it in action, just on videos, and I've played around with it my, myself. And it's, you know, it's smart. It's smart. It's probably the smartest AI that I've ever came across. I mean, I've personally used. So I'm just curious to hear what, what do you think some of the capabilities with it will be in the future? I know it has the ability to write very, you know, simple lines of code. If you say like, hey, code, give me a website design in like HTML and I'll write out the code for you. But, you know, what do you think that some of the capabilities of it might be say in a couple it's, years in the future? Oh, it's already at the point where like yeah, earlier today, I asked it to just write me a PowerShell script to do X, Y, and Z. PowerShell being a uh, scripting language that we use to automate things. And I didn't have a real world use case for this, but I was legitimately curious what it would output. And it came back with a PowerShell script that arguably did exactly what I asked it to do. Was it as elegant a solution as what a human would develop that PowerShell script for? No. But what did it accomplish the goal? It was about 95% of the way there, and there were just some syntax issues with what it had output. And I say that not as a, oh, cool, look, we can we can automate our own jobs and, and be wildly profitable because we don't have to have expertise on that. No, that's not what it's about. The goal is to be more efficient. The, the whole purpose of the company behind uh, ChatGPT, which is OpenAI, is to, to try and provide value to the lower 
effort or the, but the the jobs that that not necessarily are less skilled but they're just time consuming and repetitive it's learning the syntax of something learning a language regurgitating facts writing a paper on something there are a lot of like i've been talking to a couple marketing firms recently that have been trying chat gpt to generate blog posts and what they're finding is it reads really well what it outputs reads professionally it's, uh, it comes across as if the author is a subject matter expert, and in a lot of ways, it would pass as a, uh, an authored paper much better than what some of the bots that are out there that companies use today to write this stuff. But where ChatGPT kind of falls flat a little bit is it doesn't have actual knowledge. It doesn't know what is objectively right and objectively wrong. It just understands the information that it's been fed at this point and can regurgitate it. So like in the, in the case of some blog posts that I've seen where someone challenged it to write an article or a blog post on the benefits of keto versus uh, paleo diets, it'll list off things that sound good. But then if you actually go and do the research or read the links that it creates, it falls flat a little bit. It doesn't actually truly understand what it's saying. And so what it's saying is in some cases objectively wrong but it's presented in such a way that most people aren't going to do the research because it reads correctly. It sounds like a human authored this, a human that's done their research. And so it's almost to an extent scary to think about what chat GBT and AIs are going to do to society over the next 10, 15 years as that tech evolves and like scary in one way, fascinating in another, what we're doing today that we won't have to do tomorrow. Like some office jobs, some basic entry, a lot of probably article authoring as these AIs get stronger, it's likely going to become less and less of a human job. And more and more, the mundane, the menial tasks are going to get put onto bots and AIs to handle. Humans do more of the higher level, the objective, the reasoning type level efforts. Sure. I guess going on to a point, maybe something that just I immediately think about is how it's going to affect the education system. Do you think that ChatGPT can do a lot of harm in this? Because the first thing that I think about is write me a five page term paper on this subject. It's going to do that well. So what do you think it's going to mean for the education system in the U.S. when it comes to basically cheating on tests or papers or homework? I mean, for me personally... I'm a little bit conflicted because like, I think how our education system is set up, it made sense like 150 years ago or hundred years ago when we were going through the industrial revolution and we needed workers. But the education system today is not designed to produce thinkers, to produce knowledge workers. It's all about, aside from math and science, like STEM fields, it's about memorization and being able to recall information, memorize dates and regurgitate that information. Uh, and so in those areas, and in that sense, chat GPT and technologies like it are going to really challenge the concept of writing a 10 page term paper on the, the impact of the war in 1812, uh, for example, or something like that. But if you look at tools like chat GPT and other AIs as just that, a tool to drive efficiency, a smart kid is going to go, why should I spend five hours of my time sitting here typing out a paper and all these concepts when I can have an AI go, write me, I go to the AI and I tell it, write me a five page paper on this. And then I'll spend an hour proofreading it and massaging it into what I would like to craft. Like take the, do the menial, the drag, 
the manual work of just getting the bulk done and, and the flowery language in there and then put the flourishes on it. Overall, it's going to fundamentally change, I think, how education is just handled and addressed in our society over the next 10, 15, 20 years, because technology is certainly challenging how education and how students can and should be educated these days. Sure. No, that's an interesting topic. I mean, I wish I had it when I was in college, probably would have used it. You know, when I when I saw it first come out, it's probably one of the first things that I thought about. But going on from a, from a business standpoint, I didn't mention, you know, chat GPT it might replace some office jobs. Basically, you know, what I think of initially off the bat is probably like data entry jobs is something that I could give you replace with chat GPT. But what about, you know, like software development jobs, right. jobs in that sector? You think we'll be able to do that or? Yeah, I mean, there are already Google hasn't confirmed it, but Google engineers have claimed for a couple of years now that they already have algorithms, which is code, AI, whatever. Like it's it's a program that within Google that can write other algorithms, which is like that can code other programs. Even in the past year, there's been a lot of the name escapes me, but GitLab and Microsoft have basically a, a code prediction tool that they've developed that's now been enabled for a lot of developers using those kind of tools where as they're developing GitLab and this code prediction is analyzing what they're writing the code that they're writing and going it looks like you're probably going to try and do x function or what that you're looking to do x y or z click here and we'll write the code for you and so like the concept of having to manually write code to do a function and then have humans which are inherently flawed you're going to have to debug it and find where the errors are to make it work. Getting a lot of that, the manual, the syntax, the, like basically programming is a lot like being able to speak multiple languages. It's all about the masculine versus feminine. It's the like how you arrange the words and the order that they go in and what the rules of the language are. Removing that barrier and that burden from the employee, the human, and letting them just, I want this outcome. I want to write this function and write it in their natural language and have a bot like ChatGPT or other technology like it, write that code. And then they go in and, and just kind of more or less proofread it, find where, oh, okay, you know what? I didn't craft my request or my, my statement specific enough, so I can just tweak it here. But it, it gets you 90% of the way there with 10% of the effort. And it can be I think it's a double-edged sword, personally, of we can develop and improve things faster, but the knowledge that we're going to start as a society losing, the drive to actually, and the passion to actually become an expert on something, to just, I learned it because I wanted to learn it. That concept, I think, once you make things so simple that people don't have to work hard uh, or put in the work, put in the sweat equity to become that expert... I think we run a risk uh, really devaluing our society. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. But you have this information. You know, I learned software, you know, coding. I had to write a binary search tree. I remember that was one of the hardest projects that I've ever done. I had to write in C++. And it took me forever. And I'm like, well, if I had ChatGPT, I could probably just say, hey, write me a binary search tree in C++. Yep. And it would probably generate a thousand lines of code in two seconds. And all I have to do is, you know, probably runs too, just fine. So it's it's just something that's that's interesting to hear from that standpoint. Now, 
just on my final question, you know, from a business standpoint, if I were a business owner, you know, how can I use ChatGPT to benefit my business? Um, you know, what are some of the ways that I can do? So, you know, say for example, like if obviously like a marketing company, you can do copywriting, but you know, even something like an e-commerce or manufacturing or, or whatever. Let's, let's take your e-commerce example. Uh, that one's actually a pretty straightforward and simple, in my opinion, of where ChatGPT can replace a majority of your customer service employees. Uh, and frankly, a lot of bots are already doing that today with just very advanced question and answer trees where you, uh, I'm a client, you're the producer of the, the, the company that I bought something from, and I have an issue. So I, I go to your website and I start chatting with a customer service agent. The reality is I'm not chatting with typically a live person. Most of the time I'm chatting with a bot that's analyzing what I'm saying and then looking at this massive database of responses that they've gotten from people, what next question or where they should next route that conversation to. And something like ChatGPT, which understands natural language, and the whole point is to understand natural language, of not having to have that massive database, but instead being able to understand the context and the nuance of that natural language and just respond. I think that's where we're going to see a lot of benefit come from and, and those kind of the reactive, the in our world, it would be like the level one help desk where you're, you're answering questions of how do I get my email signature working? I have X problem and it's just, it's like a, where we'd normally be able to send a link to an article that just literally outlines three steps. Chat GPT will be able to automate that whole thing. And I've heard rumblings of other IT companies that have already started using Chat GPT to do those kinds of responses. But this is where you and I were talking earlier and you'd asked me what some of the flaws of chat GPT were. And this is where we get into one of the big flaws. Uh, and I've touched on it briefly already, but it's that it believes it's correct and it doesn't understand that it isn't correct. And so it's going to present a solution and it's going to sound correct. And that solution may be entirely wrong and actually may create damage or do damage. And that's what terrifies me about these other IT companies that are trying this out right now before it's fully vetted out and before it's fully fleshed is that they could end up doing more harm than good to the client because chat GPT, let's say they have an issue where they run out of space on their C drive on their computer, their computer's hard drive's full and they don't know what to delete. Now a competent MSP would have alerts and would have automated that well before it got to the point where the hard drive's full. But let's say that none of that happened. And now the computer user reach out to me as the IT company that's using ChatGPT, you start chatting, my computer's out of space. And ChatGPT could tell you, well, here, delete this folder, C slash Windows. Free up a ton of space. It's a big folder that has a ton of space on your hard drive, but that will completely destroy Windows. And you won't, your computer won't be able to work after that. ChatGPT doesn't understand yet the concept of being pedantically correct, but functionally incorrect and understand that nuance. And so that kind of a nuance and difference, that's a major flaw in my opinion of chat GPT in production use today. And that's why OpenAI doesn't even say it's in production or that it's released. It's in like testing or beta, or I forget the term that they're using, but it's basically here, look what we've been able to do, play with it. This is a brand new concept uh, to a lot of the world that they made it accessible for people like you and I without computer science and advanced AI degrees to be able to interact with an AI and see what it's what benefits it can have and start looking at how might we be able to integrate some of this technology two, three, five years down the line when it's matured some.
Yeah. No, I definitely see where you're coming from from that standpoint, because that's one flaw that I've heard from it, too, is that it's very confidently wrong in Mm -hmm. some cases. So it just doesn't seem like, you know, maybe it's not quite there yet for, you know, businesses to use at least fully automated. Not right now, but it's crazy how far it's come just in the last couple of years. Almost scary how good it is already at this stage. Yeah, absolutely. But I think in general, the takeaway for me that I I think it's important for business owners and just kind of team leaders or or decision makers take away from this is look to the future. Look at what the possibilities might be. Start looking at what technology is just out there today and understand that you may not feel there's value today. And today, I don't think there's real value in a business sense to leveraging chat GPT. But I see value in leveraging a technology like that in a couple of years. And so I'm going to pay attention to it because if I don't, as a business owner myself, understand and keep on top of when is the right time for us to implement something like this to help us and become more efficient, my competitors are going to. And what I'd say to any other business owner is look look at how you can improve and what coming down the pipe, because if you're standing still and not improving, you're actively moving backwards because everyone else is moving past you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Well, that concludes episode four. It's really interesting talking to you about this. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. Mm-hmm.